2: You hear that music, you know the show, you listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, and I don't know why the hell would they play that disclaimer before my show comes on. I'm assuming they play it before everybody's, but why would Voice America not agree with my opinion? My opinion doesn't count. No, You don't have to be held liable. I'm not going to say anything real crazy. I'm not going to do anything real crazy. I don't believe... Not, of course, uh, anytime soon, because it's Thanksgiving and I am so thankful. I'm thankful for so many things. One thing that I'm certainly thankful for is the fact that I am here in Arizona. It's beautiful. And uh, I, I just might get on a plane and go home because I'm so thankful. Uh, because I haven't been in the cold weather for a long time. I think I'm going to get on a plane and go visit the folks in Canton, Ohio, to see if they still have Thanksgiving the way they used to. It's been a while since I've been through there, about five or six years or something like that. But anyway, I'm sorry. I'm just rambling a little bit. Listen, there were a lot of good things happened since the last time we were together, some good, some bad. I'm one of those folks that if I get a chance and I'm not going to be able to watch a game, I'd like to record the game so I can watch it at my leisure when I have time and I can enjoy it. I am going to admit that I recorded the Ohio State University against Penn State, and I'm still alive for my boys show. Hell no, I didn't watch it. I did not watch it, because I got the report before the game was over, well, after the game was over, that we lost. So Ron, hell no, I didn't watch the game. I don't know what happened. I'm tired of my Buckeyes. Come on, man. Somebody else got that one out, too. Come on, man. Penn State. Come on, man. We got to do better than that. So anyway, uh, i tell you what. I did watch. (laughs) I watched my boys of Philadelphia Eagles. Listen, every now and then, things just happen. It just all lines up in the right way. And... All those out there that are mad about Vince and the dream team, Vince's dream came true. He, I'm sure Vince was dreaming about the time that Mike would go down, and he'd get a chance to step in and win the game. Now, here's what I will say. I will say I'm not going to say that Vince won the game. I think there was three picks. The team wins the game. The team loses the game. But you know how it is when you're the quarterback. You get all the credit and you get all the blame. But um, they won the game. I'm happy. I'm happy about that. And I got a friend on the phone who's going to talk with me a little bit about it because he's happy, too, because he's a former Philadelphia Eagle. I got Jeff Owens on the line with me. I believe Is it Jeff Owens I have on the line with me? Yes, sir. Okay, Jeff, because I got another Jeff that's probably going to be calling later, too, because my man Jeff, uh, I think it's Jeff Taylor out there, sent me as a gift uh a, a copy of the 1986 AFC championship game against the Denver Broncos of which we lost but you know he just wanted to make me more miserable than I already am but uh but I'm happy about that but Jeff listen man let me ask you something now you and I got a lot to talk about because you got a lot going on, of course, you know your Philadelphia Eagles won, you're happy about that and, oh, yeah, and your Holter. Georgia bulldogs you know you, I, I know you think they're gonna win, and you're happy about that, but we going <laughs> so we're gonna put that on hold a little bit. And let me ask you, going into you know the Eagles playing the Giants going up you know going up to New York uh it's been a while since the Giants have really been able to handle the Eagles you know decisively um The Eagles have been controlling that battle for some time now. Uh, but going up, knowing how tough it is for the Eagles to play, the Giants, and Vince Young, and I think some people forget the fact that Vince Young, even even though he has a unique throwing motion I don't like, uh-huh. he does appear to be somewhat accurate. And, and and Vince Young is an all-pro quarterback, but did you really think going into New York that he would have a chance to lead the team to victory after only having one week of snaps, I mean, really, did it? Did you really believe that we can go into New York and win that game?
3: I mean, when you when you think about it, uh, Vince Young was a top ten draft pick. Matter of fact, he was a top five draft pick. So the expectations are already high for him. So, you know, the, when he was in uh, in uh, for the Titans, they was looking for him to win a, a Super Bowl. You know, now we just looking for him just to win a game. I mean. I mean, just a few years ago, you know, the high expectations for Vince Young was he was coming in, projected to be one of the best black quarterbacks of all time.
2: Yeah, I, I, not just black quarterbacks, quarterbacks, period. But you want to look at it. But, Jeff, I'm I'm saying about the system, the fact that he had not been in the system uh, with a chance to play for an extended period of time and then just to have a week to prepare I really I was impressed. I really was. You know, I, I, he threw a couple passes. That was really nice. It certainly showed me. And and I do not want to agree with Skip Bayless about much of anything. Uh-huh. But 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 Skip all along has been a bench Young fan. He really has because he says he has that clutch gene and all he does is win. And, <laughs> and, and after all, now think about it now. He's been a Pro Bowl quarterback. And he's been a Pro Bowl quarterback. He was a Pro Bowl quarterback when he was in the AFC. Uh-huh. Okay. The AFC got some pretty serious quarterbacks that he beat out. I mean, Tom Brady, of course, was in those Pro Bowls as well.
1: Uh-huh. But,
2: you, you know, hey, man, you know, he he made those Pro Bowls. And he did have, I mean, the reason why, even though Jeff Fisher didn't want him there, the reason why Tennessee was in the game in terms of that playoff hunt so many times was because of the fact that the quarterback they had they had a nice little running game too, but they had a nice quarterback in Vince Young.
3: Yeah, most definitely. But like I say, uh, if you look, you just you look lower to, down the lines where if it was a guy who was a seventh round draft pick he had to step in, you know the expectations. might Watch not that be seventh high. round
2: now. Watch that seventh round. You know Tom Brady right down there in hey, that seventh I round. I was seventh
3: <laughs> round myself. There you
2: go. You there know, you that go. don't mean
3: nothing. That's you know, right. Guys that be free agents. Jason Peters, free agent. One of the highest played left tackles in the in the game right now to date.
2: Well, that, was a, you was well a, that's a draft de- free
3: agent.
2: That's a decision that obviously somebody made a mistake on you, on Tom Brady, on a few other people. And those things do happen. But week in, week out, when you on the team and you gotta step up and and one week of preparation to go in and the Giants was hot. I mean the Giants were flaming hot. Yeah. And and as a matter of fact, Sitting atop the division, you know, pretty much, you know, they could have put the Eagles to bed. You know, talking about done, you know, some people had already stuck the fork in the Eagles, but the, it was really up to the Giants to do that, and when and they didn't do that, and so uh, I'm just wondering if if it, if it's you, and 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 you in Philadelphia, and Michael uh-huh. Vick's got a couple of broken ribs, and Vince Young played the way he played. Do you consider keeping Mike out a little bit longer to make sure he's completely healthy, and let Vince play another week?
3: Well, you know that's a tough call. But like you say, you know you got to evaluate the film. You know you, that's the main thing. You got to see the mistakes that was made, go back, correct everything. But like you say, Vince Young played good, and you know he's a he could be a starter in the what in the NFL. You you could plenty teams could use you Vince Young right now. You know.
2: Oh, I'm agreeing with you. I mean, everybody's, you know, trying to pick up, you know, Andrew Luck, as they say, you know, the kid out of Baylor, you know, uh, uh, Bradley, uh, uh, I mean, Barkley out of uh, SC, mm-hmm. of which I saw, which I saw in high school, and when I, I, I want, I just want to go on the record, I saw uh-huh. Barkley in high school, and I said he was an NFL quarterback when he was in high school. He, he looked mm-hmm. that good. I mean, you know, talent. When you see talent, you know talent. And and uh, I know, and I know he was a superstar at that level. It was just a matter of what type of coaching that he got. He, that kid has been that good for that long, and and so it's a situation whereas, okay, if those are the three top quarterbacks, you know, are there more than three teams in the league right now that need a quarterback? And after all, you know, Vince, that that was a job interview for him. You know, do you think Vince did good enough in his job interview that somebody? is going to be willing to pay him some big bucks?
3: Uh, tough call, but like you say, uh, you know, it, it was an interview. You know, every time you step on the field, you know that's your resume. You know, how you perform on the field is, is how you get evaluated. And at the end of the day, I mean, he had a pretty poor performance, but he still threw three, three interceptions.
2: Yeah, and you you know, but you know, sometimes three interceptions don't always tell the truth, the whole truth. You know, sometimes yeah, you know, you want to look at it, it, it. Was it a t- was that's it? just
3: like uh you know one thing I don't like how the quarterback at uh Oklahoma State threw he threw three interceptions uh, threw for like four hundred and seventy five yards with like three touchdowns and they saying he's not in the Heisman voting no more. He had 300 and – I mean, 475 yards in three touchdowns mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. three interceptions. One came from a, a drop pass where a tip pass, and the guy came and caught it. You know, just like two last night events through was tip pass. Right, right. And so – they don't, Those don't things don't show up, up on guy, the
2: – they don't show up on the stat sheet. You and I know that.
3: Yeah, most definitely. But
2: but they're, but but they're, they're still – a part of the job and it goes along with it, you know, I think, you know, if I really think that, <laughs> that there's a chance that they need to find a category that that shows up because I know defensive linemen now, you know, they got a category where they, they can get credit for batted balls and things of that nature. So uh-huh. I think if it's an interception and it's tipped, I think that they need to somehow, you know, put an asterisk next to that to let that, that, that lets you know, Oh, that was a tipped ball you know as opposed to that being uh, a pass that was just you know thrown to the guy in the other color uh, uniform you know that I think mm-hmm. that I think they just need a, a category for that but uh, but okay so let me ask you this you're not sure if uh, if you would want to put Vince you know in the lineup and and start him another week is your hesitation for having that perspective Jeff because you don't want to create a quarterback controversy or is it because as you said he did throw three interceptions
3: uh, well it's it's a simple case if uh let's switch teams for Vince Young let's put him on the Patriots and Tom Brady got hurt for two weeks would you come and Tom Brady's what uh, better to play would you play Tom Brady or would you play Vince Young
2: but okay but let's look at let's look at where we're at now we're talking about let's keep the same situation that we have in terms of Quarterbacks. T- no, 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 not the quarterbacks, but the record. See, that's what I, you know, do you, do you want to try to salvage this season or do you want to say, OK, mm, let's throw Mike back? I mean, you know, if, if, if Vince is working and things are working and we did win, do we want to disrupt that? I mean, I, will we play Vince one more week if he wins? I mean, put Vince in there again. If Vince wins this week. Wow, now you really got a controversy. But if you take him out and Mike comes in and Mike wins, that's fine. If you take him out and Mike comes in and Mike loses, then people are going to say, we should have stayed with Vince.
3: Yeah, but on the simple fact, Michael Vick is a $100 million guy. Okay, so the big bucks, Vince Young on a one-year contract, they got more invested in Michael Vick. So I'm thinking, if I'm the GM head coach, I'm gonna play my hundred million
2: dollar guy. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, when you say you're gonna play your hundred million dollar guy, is it because you paid the man a hundred million dollars, or is it because you tr- you wanna you wanna win football games? And if your hundred million dollar guy ain't winning football games for you, are you just gonna go with him because you made that investment of hundred million dollars, or are you gonna but, try to try to win some games?
3: But on the simple fact, well, you can't you can't put all the blame
2: on Michael Vick. I I'm I mean, agreeing with you.
3: Early in the season, they was up plenty times this year. And teams come back. I'm up big. I'm, listen, I'm with you. You preaching
2: to the choir on that one. I want. I, <laughs> uh, here's what I'm saying. Of course, I, I'm just throwing it out there because you know Philadelphia. You and I both played there, man. You know what they think. You know, listen. I, many games, Jaws was playing good, man. Shoot, he throw one interception and they hollered for Joe Pisarcik. You know, mm-hmm. after that, you know, then they, you know, ran. Then they hollered for Randall Cunningham. You know, so that's they're just very fickle up there in in Philadelphia, but. I will just say this, Michael Vick is the man. There ain't no doubt about it, Michael Vick is the man. I think Michael gives them the best chance to win. The problem really is, and and I'm under, you and I are going to talk about this for a long time, the damn defense finally stepped up. I mean, why? Where they been the whole year? They finally stepped up and played a football game. That's why they won. It wasn't yeah, Vince they- Young's performance. It was the damn defense showed up. I agree. They play lights out. Lights and, out. And and but here's the point I could be mad at them, but I'm not going to be mad at them. I'm going to be happy. And the reason why I'm happy is because they stepped up at the right time. You know how that is. Sometimes you get on a roll and you peak, and you might peak at the wrong time. You might get on the roll at the wrong time. And it might have happened with Detroit. Detroit came out, whoom. You know, they came out the blocks. Whoosh, you know, and, and sometimes you get run down on that court, on the back stretch of that court, and you get run down. So that might have happened with Detroit. We'll find out Thanksgiving. But but I'm telling you, the defense showed up out of nowhere. And I think for everybody watching the game, like you said, yourself, Jeff, you, you saw it. Wh- where were they at? I mean, what happened? Why? How'd they go to sleep? And I don't know how they did, but I'm glad they woke up. But listen, I, I got a little music in my ear, so we got to take a break. We're going to come back. And we're going to continue to talk a little bit about the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to talk a little bit about Tim Tebow. We're going to talk a little bit about the Harbaugh brothers. And we're going to talk about them dogs, them Georgia Bulldogs, and what they're going to do to LSU. Because, you know, that's what Jeff wanted to talk about. And I, I'm going to make sure I do that for him. You're listening to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And we'll be right back after this break.
4: Your internet flagship station for
1: sports, Voice
2: America Sports. Okay, you hear that music, you know the show. Give us the rail of sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, streaming live all over the world. I think we're used to streaming today, so uh, I got my sexy chocolate on in case y'all see me here. You know, and finish, you know, you get a little darker out here. I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. Got my man Jeff Owens on there with me. Jeff, how you doing, man? I'm blessed. How you doing, Ray? Oh, yeah, blessed by the best, man. Listen, man, the Eagles were blessed. The dream came true. Vince made it happen. But as you and I said before we went to that break, it really was a defense that showed up. Uh, Do you think they can show up again? You think it was a one-time thing, one and done? Or you you think they can come back to the table and, and perform like that the rest of the year?
3: Well, you know they got a shot. Like you say, um, you know it's all on how they how they play and how the defense responds. You know the defense played great last night, but you got to see if they're going to bring that same effort and that same tempo to finish out the season.
2: I'm going to tell you somebody else that's hot. Now I, I didn't necessarily say I was going to talk about them, but we we got we got to acknowledge the fact the Dallas Cowboys. I mean they, they, the Redskins. You know wanted to give them a little shot. They they gave them a you know a little run for their money, but the Dallas Cowboys. And, and as a matter of fact, you know, when, when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, and it's, it's to, as Tony Romo goes, so does the Cowboys. And I, I believe primetime kind of, you know, kind of rubbed Romo the wrong way. But, uh-huh. but 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 Deion basically is calling the spade a spade. It is what it is, you know. And so mm-hmm. uh, Romo looks like he's a little hot right now. Do you think the Cowboys can run the table? You think they could? I mean, coming out of NFC East. I'm not going to give up on the Eagles because I think they, you know, it is a dream team, and I think they can make it happen. And that's what will really make the dream come true is look how they start off and look how they finish. But I think it's the Eagles, the Cowboys, and obviously the Giants and the East. I'm picking the
3: Eagles. Do you think the Cowboys could end up winning that division?
1: Uh,
3: the way they play it, I mean, when you say dream team uh the Cowboys, been had a dream team. <laughs> they got some studs in, on, in their front seven. Offensive line, big as a house. They got some great backs. And Tony Romo, like I say, he can just pick his poison. Uh, you got Des uh, well, Bryant on one side, who's uh, been a great player. And also you got uh, Miles Austin, who uh, can't catch a cold, but, you know, he's a good player. Well, you're, you're, you're right. They, they've
2: always had talent. They've oh, always had talent, but but talent. Sometimes you need a little bit more than talent just to win a ball game. Because I, I know the Patriots. The Patriots have. I'm not sure they have the best talent, but a lot of times they have the best team on the football field. Yeah,
3: well, you know they're a little
2: different. You know they got. I think they got the best coach. Uh, oh, oh, uh, so, so, so that's and that's a good opinion. Because is it coaching
3: or is it players? Oh, uh, I think it's. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's all about players at the end of the day. Don't get me wrong. It's, I can't take away from coaching, but it's all about players. It's all about players making plays because you can run the base defense. And them 11th playing, balls out. I mean, it's just a base defense. But you need coaches. Coaches also help the players to bring out their potential. You know, I'm coaching high school football now at West Forsyth High School, and I'll figure that What's out. Sorry. <laughs> hey, hey, Ray, we third round of the playoffs, first year. Hey, third round.
2: Hey, there you go, man. But you <laughs> you,
3: you you just Played said something con- in the state this week.
2: Congratulations to those young men out there. But you said something about coaching and players. Uh huh. And that's a good segue to take me into something, because there's a situation going on right now with the Denver Broncos and the coaching staff and the front office in particular John Elway and the talent on the football field Tim Tebow uh-huh. now i'm just going i'm just going to step out there because i didn't see the entire uh co- all the comments that John Elway made but 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 i've heard that he's not in full support of Tim Tebow as the future quarterback of the Denver Broncos now, to me, somebody who as well accomplished as John Elway is as a player, I think he as just as well, or lack. Let me say this. Let me put it a different way. I think, as good of a player he is, I think that's a, he's just as bad as a as a general manager. Because how in the hell, if you're in a situation where you're trying to win now, you ain't trying to win in the the future is now. And if you got a team that's found themselves in the playoff hunt, you are not a fan. You 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 are not like these people on the street that have an opinion that has uh, that they can at any point in time they can voice their opinion and say what they want to say. You are the general manager of that team. Uh-huh. You're the you're the front office of that team. You're the brain trust of that team. If you don't believe in your players, who are supposed to believe in your players? In every game, you're supposed to try to win every game you possibly can, and nobody cares about next year. You don't even care about the next game because as a player, you don't even know if you're going to play that next game because you could get hurt. I mean, why in the hell would he go on record to say that he's not, you know, not that that's not our future quarterback? We don't see them, Tim, as our future quarterback. He doesn't have the talent to be our future quarterback. He's your quarterback now, and you're in a playoff hunt. Come on, man. Help me out on that one, Jeff. Is he is, is, is John Elway wrong to make those kind of comments?
3: <sighs> you know, high respects to John Elway, Hall of Famer, uh, great player. Used to watch him growing up. Uh, Tim Tebow, great player. He's a winner, Heisman Trophy winner, uh, two time uh, national champ. Uh, he's what seventy one as a starter. Last week went for three. For thirteen, and won a game. Just win,
2: baby. Just win. <laughs> but at the end
3: of the day, it's all about wins and losses. You know, I it's, mean, and so and day, so. To and my losses.
2: point. To my point. As a general manager, is 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 Elway completely wrong for for making those type of comments? I mean, how can you support a general manager? In, in well, his,
3: I can't his, support him. I think he's wrong. But you know, like you say, you can't worry about next year. You got to worry about winning now, because your job's on the line. You know, every day's your job on the line. You know, they fire coaches as fast as they get rid of, as they cut players.
2: Exactly. So does that show his lack of experience as a GM to say that about a quarterback? that's your starting quarterback now? Doesn't that show a lack of experience and what he's doing and how well he is at his job, how good he is at his job? Yes, most definitely.
3: And going on record saying it, uh, you know.
2: So it, why isn't everybody killing man. him? Why shouldn't everybody be killing John Elway? That's who they should be killing and beating up on him for making those comments about your current starting quarterback.
3: But, you know, Tebow, Tebow, got took mess. You know, I'm a Georgia, you know, I'm a Georgia fan. You know, for all my Georgia listeners out there, Tebow's a great player. You know, I played against him, uh, faced him four years in a row. And I only beat him one time, and that was probably the biggest win ever. But uh, Tim Tebow's a great player, and John Elway, for going on the record, saying that he don't know if Tim Tebow will be the future in, in, in uh, Denver, it's totally wrong. You know, because like you say, if he's not the future, why don't you play Kyle Orton? Why don't you put someone else in? You know, get him ready for next year. Why, Why you know, trade this guy away. They had the opportunity to trade this guy away, and they kept him.
2: Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I just, listen, I'm not in terms of me looking at, let's say, just the talent. Let me look at that. I'm looking at the skill set. I'm looking at, you know, everything that goes along with being a quarterback. Uh, he's got some intangibles that, that perhaps maybe move him up the list. But Tim wouldn't be the first, you know, quarterback I, I take. Now, if I go through the list, of the starting 32 quarterbacks in the NFL, you know, he's probably down near the bottom just on looking at his ability uh, to throw the ball. Just that, just that. Although a quarterback does more, you know, we've become kind of accustomed to see that pocket quarterback that the National Football League has put up there and served us as this is what a quarterback looks like in the National Football League. And and the most of the quarterbacks have adapted to that skill set to deliver it like that, not run. Mm Mm-hmm. Tim didn't fit the mold of that kind of quarterback, so he wasn't one of my quarterbacks. It'd be a long time before I would pick him. But you, who have played against him four times in college, you know, like you said, won the one game. Watched him take his skills to the National Football League. He's got a winning record in the National Football League. The man does win, and and so it's a matter now is okay. If only thing I think that they're doing wrong in terms of what's happening with Tim Tebow right now is I think it's an injustice to the backup quarterback because the backup quarterback, whoever he may be over there in Denver, is probably have the conventional game plan that he's running. That means they must have two different game plans because they have a game plan that Tim Tebow is running according to his skill set. They've adapted that game plan, and then you got another game plan. And, and I just think that's a little bit too much on – Everybody else, you know, just let him play the game the way he knows how to play the game. And that's got to be the game plan, period. Don't don't come up with two different game plans. You just have to get quarterbacks that play ball like he does. If there's any others out there like that, if that's the way you want to, that's the kind of offense you because at certain schools, they run a certain kind of offense. You go to another Mm -hmm. school, they run a different kind of offense. The National Football League just had a National Football League quarterback. And that's the kind of offense. Everybody
3: like college, you know, change up to his skills. You know, just like you got a Michael Vick type player, what are you going to do with him? That's just like a Michael Vick got, God forbid, got traded to New England. How would they play with Michael Vick?
2: They wouldn't run the traditional Tom Brady offense with Michael Vick. No, they wouldn't.
3: It's the same way. So, like you say, for being a great team and a great uh, offensive coordinator, you got to adapt to your skills.
2: And that's what teams do. I mean, what teams do, when you go in and you make halftime adjustments, you know, and what you're doing is you're playing a different defense or you are you going to move from running the ball to passing the ball based upon what the defense is giving you or not giving you. you, you you're you, use. Ball players are accustomed to making changes. So if you've got to adapt to a running game as opposed to a passing game because your quarterback can't pass. I mean, I'm from the Big Ten. That's what they used to always say. Three yards in a cloud of dust. That's what we were. But it, but it won. It won games for us. And then we start opening up a bit. So I, I just, I wanted to make sure that my point of view in terms of an injustice that John Elway is doing not only to Tim Tebow, but to the fans and to the team. Because how is the team feeling to know that the GM is not, he don't want us to win games. here he, Because psychologically, and, and, and shout out to Bruce the sports doc, because he's not going to be live next after my show, but uh-huh. he, he always keeps me in tune to what's happening in the medical field. You know, mental preparation for Tim Tebow now is probably twice as much as it was before, because now of all those people that he's trying to shed out, he's trying to shed out the man who really decides if he's going to get a paycheck or not.
3: You're right. Hey, but guess what, though, Ray? Guess what? Guess what? Go ahead. Hit me with it. Cal Orton just got waived
2: by oh. the Broncos. Breaking news right here on Rail of Sports on Voice <laughs> America Network from Jeff Owens. Kyle Owens just got, <laughs> Come on. Now, what are they going to do? If Kyle got waived, who are they going to pick up? Brett Favre? <laughs> what the hell is John Elway doing? What's What's going on?
3: I have no clue, no idea. But like, I, but like I said, we will see what what happens on Sunday. Wow. Uh, you see what kind of game plan he have. Uh He might have to eat his words and go with Uh
2: Tim Tebow. I, I see it right here. Breaking news. They just, they just, they waved him. He's gone. He's out of there. Now, I don't know if he went and demanded a trade or what it is, but I tell you what, you know, don't mess with Tim Tebow. <laughs> that man got Jesus on the side. Y'all better leave him alone. Listen, hey. we got to take a break. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice of America Network. Got my man Jeff Owens with me here. We're just talking a little bit of Tim Tebow. When we come back, we're going to talk a little SEC football. We'll be right back.
5: Your
4: internet flagship station for sports,
2: Voice America Sports. All righty, we're back to listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. Like my man Jeff Owens just said, Kyle Orton is out of Denver. It's done. It's a done deal. It's Tebow's team. Now John could be playing games with us here. Now I, I really don't know. But it would appear to me that if one guy was a starting quarterback, another guy took over, that the guy that is now taken over mentally would be concerned knowing that if he doesn't do well the other guy who was a starting quarterback they could possibly put him back in i believe that's what the redskins did they went with with Beck and then somebody else and then back you know not knowing elway because you don't really know what he's thinking as a gm you know you don't know what to believe about what he says but to me what he says and what he's done it's two different things, and Jeff. It, it seems to me that he's given Tim Tebow a vote of confidence by letting Kyle go. That's what it seemed like, but well, at like least for the say, rest of this, know, at least for the rest of this year.
3: Well, for this year, well, you know, like you say, you got a plan for this year. You know, you can't be thinking about next season. Right, next season isn't here yet. Like you said, you don't know, if he's gonna have his job, the head coach might be there. You know, Tim Tebow might not be there, so you you know, you know really have to prepare for this season because this season rides on your career.
2: Well, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how things play out there, but certainly that's got to be a vote for of confidence for him. We know Brady Quinn is behind him in Denver. I believe Brady's still there. I guess Brady's the backup to Tim Tebow. I don't see Brady hitting the field anytime soon, uh, so that's got to be a vote of confidence for Tim. I, I know he's certainly... Is going to feel that way about it. He's going to embrace it. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, check out that uh, woo, that Voice America. By the way, for those of you who are listening out there, you can call if you like to, 888-346-9144. And uh, I think we got a live thing going on Ustream here. Um, I'm just doing my thing here with my good friend Jeff Owens. And and we're going to move on to the next subject because what I want to do and I want to address is uh, is ustream.com search live Phoenix Studio? And so, if you want to check it out again, ustream.com search live Phoenix Studio. And that is uh, that's me, that's the brother with the, with the little salt and pepper on the side and little reading glasses. That's me. <laughs> so, so, so let me ask you about this, Jeff. Um, before we get into the college football, um, let's talk a little bit about. These Thanksgiving games that's coming up, in particular, the Harbaugh brothers. I mean, the San Francisco 49ers, if there is a, you know, the only reason why I would give the San Francisco 49ers at this time the nod as probably the the most surprising team um, of any uh, is because nobody thought that they would do this well. I, I certainly didn't. Uh, the conference that they're in, could they have won the conference? I might have flipped the coin that they possibly could have won this this division they're in, not the conference, but the division, because the division just is totally terrible. Uh, but I didn't have them winning as many games as they've won at this point. I don't think anybody did. Uh, the only other team I think that impresses me even more than they impress me at this time is got to be uh, the Green Bay Packers. And the Green Bay Packers are so what impresses me about that is. And I like the fact that they've embraced this undefeated thing because, see, they could really make history without winning the Super Bowl. They could go undefeated and and, and won the Super Bowl last year and go undefeated this year. And, and they, that that's a kind of history that I think they could embrace if they didn't win the Super Bowl this year because they won the Super Bowl last year. See, mm-hmm. when the Patriots were trying to do it and go undefeated, they, they hadn't come off a Super Bowl victory. They were trying, you know, they were trying to complete that undefeated season. Uh huh. But see, nobody expects you to go back to back and win Super Bowls. That's really hard to do. But to win the Super Bowl last year and then come back and go undefeated in regular season and then lose someplace in the playoff, that that that's some history. So I I, I don't think the Green Bay Packers will win the Super Bowl again, go undefeated, and win the Super Bowl again. I think they'll do either one or the other. Either I think they'll either go undefeated and not win the Super Bowl or lose a game somewhere and win the Super Bowl, which means they would have to lose the game in the regular season, meaning not go undefeated and then get into the playoffs and and win the Super Bowl. But let's let's talk a little bit about the two Harbaugh brothers. And you got the 49ers going up against the Ravens. I think Ray Ray took that game off last week because he wanted to play this Thanksgiving game and, and just, you know, you know, he, he just figured, okay, let me just take this off because I want to be ready. I want to be, you know, healed, healthy for the Thanksgiving game because, you know, he's looking for some turkey. And and, and, and listen, the turkey is in the form of, of gore. I mean, listen, Frank is running that ball, man, but do, what do you think in terms of who will possibly come out on top between the 49ers and the Ravens? Uh, it's going to be a good game, but, you know,
3: I gotta go with the Ravens, uh the Ravens got a strong D and uh four still young on offense. They're still young. They've been developing. Alex Smith, you know, people say he's a young quarterback. This is seventh year in the league. Right. Alex Smith, he's he's impressed me this season, you know, because the expectations for him, like I say with Vince Young, Alex Smith was a number one draft pick in the draft. Overall. Overall. And Aaron Rodgers went late the uh, what well, was he was the twenty or something pick that that year?
2: Yeah, Aaron Aaron was later. Yeah, he was.
3: Yeah, and you know, teams overpicked, overlooked uh Aaron Rodgers, you know, and Alex Smith, number one pick in the draft, it's his seventh year and haven't went to that one pro bowl, hasn't done anything, has not lived up to the expectations.
2: And you know, it's interesting because I had a caller on last week and I, I was trying to figure out, you know, it's the same talent. It's it's pretty much like uh, you know, when Tampa Bay, when Tony Dungy left and John Gruden stepped in with that same talent, he pretty much was able to win a Super Bowl with with somebody else's talent. and And so I'm going to look at this as okay, this talent that's on this team. This is Mike Singletary's team. What What do you think? In your opinion, what do you think is the difference in this team? What What has What has motivated them to play better football than they've been playing in the past?
3: Well. You- well, for the for the main thing, for the record, uh, most people don't know that. You, you know this, Ray, but the NFL, the talent level is pretty much equal. Would you say?
2: I agree. That's why it, it's any given Sunday.
3: Yeah, the, the talent level is pretty much equal. Uh, it's equal across all the whole league, all 32 teams. Uh, the talent level is about equal. And, you know, I think the coaching staff, uh, Mike Singletary, great coach, uh, great uh, NFL linebacker. You know, I had some buddies that played out in San Fran and didn't really like it. He was too tough, they say. Uh, he was a hard-nosed coach. Well, you know, the NFL now is more of a cupcake league where, you know, <laughs> the practice is more laid back, you know. it's, it's not no banging, uh, tough league. And, you know, that could uh, put a lot of stress on players. And, you know, this is a 17-game season. It's a long haul. You know, you got to have your bodies right and your mind right. Cause, like you say, football is more mental than
2: than physical. Yeah, you know, it kind of reminds me, you know, of like raising a son. You know, many times, you know, you you can raise a son, and, and you you know you, you don't want, or your children. Period. Daughter, son doesn't make a difference. You don't want to be their friend. You want to be their parent. Uh-huh. And then and then you and 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 in the, the league, you always hear about you know a player's coach, and a player's coach is usually somebody who. Is a li- The practices are a little light. There's not a whole lot of, you know, you know, brow beating going on, yeah. you know, and, and they sometimes some teams can embrace that. I'm sure Tony Dungy, you know, was not browbeating his players and, and he was successful, uh, you know, so it, there is a way you can get it done uh different than the old school method that I came up in where you know they were just beating you down, beating you down, beating you down. You know, the old buddy Ryan where he, he didn't even call you by your name. You know, he called you by your number, you know. <laughs> but but nowadays it appears that the coaches do have a little bit more respect for players. Uh, uh these are young men. They've acknowledged the fact that, that they're the, they're men. And and I, I think that perhaps maybe in some cases has attributed to a different kind of relationship with the player and the coaches and 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 i've seen coaches even on uh with the philadelphia eagles i've seen uh I, i've seen the you know go up and, and chest bump andy i've seen them laugh with each other you know uh-huh. they tend to have a, a relationship whereas in the past you know there really wasn't a relationship with a lot of the players and the coaches it was simply a relationship maybe if there was a relationship particularly when it came to the head coach it was normally with the quarterback because he spent uh-huh. most time with the quarterback but it appears that, that it's a little bit different now so um let me just go back and talk about that horrible and the san francisco 49ers because uh as a matter of fact in a few weeks from now we gonna have a, a young man join the show and and i think he his whole season was turned around as vernon davis with some things that happened between him and Mike Singletary, but, but Vernon's playing a damn good football out there for the San Francisco 49ers. Like you said, Frank Gore's, you know, running that ball, but I, I just can't believe that it's going to be a blowout. Now, I didn't hear you say it's going to be a blowout, but I, I think going into traveling to the East Coast, I think that's going to be tough for the 49ers. I'm going to pick the Ravens on this thing, but I think it's going to be hard. You know, teams don't travel well from coast to coast and on a short week, too. You know, so I, I think I'm going a, I'm to a follow your lead. I believe you said the 49ers are going to be in trouble when they go to Baltimore.
3: I think they're going to be in trouble. I mean, I, I wouldn't say a blowout. It's going to be close. It's the NFL. Uh, like you say, the Hall brothers are, are both great coaches. Uh, they're both young. I was surprised uh, he uh, he left uh, Stanford to go to San Francisco. I mean, when he had a in Stanford, was he was going to get the best recruits in the country, uh, had, had a, with the best quarterback, number one pick in the draft going to be, uh, Andrew Luck. So he had the talent.
2: Yeah. But you know, you know, this is a player. This is a man who played in the league for like, I think Harbaugh played in the league for like 10 or 15 years for sure. Uh, uh didn't have the greatest career in the world, but I mean, played in the league for 10 or 15 years. He was coaching. His dad's a coach and, and, and just, just that pedigree in itself ultimately, you know, man, you could be a head coach in the National Football League. Dad wasn't that, you know, but dad wants better for you than he got. And so I I think that was ultimately what they all wanted to do. I mean, the two sons are obviously doing that now. But I I think that his his aspirations were once he finished playing was to one day be a coach in the National Football League. And I'm sure we're going to find that out because I'm sure they're going to put together a nice piece for them on thanksgiving day i mean after all this i think this is history am i correct this is the first time the two brothers have ever been head coaches playing against each other on thanksgiving day and i'm certainly looking forward to that so uh listen i think i got some more music i gotta take a break this is gonna be our last break and so i'm gonna go ahead and dedicate this to the SEC. We're going to talk a little bit about the SEC. I'm a Big Ten man. It's kind of hard for me to do that. But I'm going to go ahead and make it happen using the rail of sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. We'll be right back
1: after this break.
4: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
2: All right, we're back. Just a rail of sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters and, uh, Been enjoying myself with uh, former Philadelphia Eagle Jeff Owens on the line with me. Also, I should say, former Georgia Bulldog Philadelphia Eagle Jeff Owens. (laughs) So, Jeff, of course, I told you, man, um, we were going to um, talk a little bit about SEC football. And uh, for those out there who would like to call in, we got about uh, 10 minutes left. The number is 888 346 nine one four four uh georgia bulldogs lsu tigers man i mean it's it's all there it's uh, listen whoever wins is gonna make it to the championship game and i don't want I, I don't want that biased opinion i want the honest opinion can the bulldogs pull it off really most definitely okay well break it down to me of how you see the georgia bulldogs winning this game because you know over there there's all kind of weapons on the opposite side of the ball from you guys
3: well for one main stat for one uh University of georgia defense top five defense in the country lsu's top five so is georgia another stat in Aaron murray a sleeper people sleeping on Aaron murray but if you compare his stats they're identical to Andrew Luck. Yeah, I don't think
2: they're sleeping on them anymore. I think they they slept on them early, but I don't think they're sleeping on them anymore.
3: Well, I'm just saying, we got a freshman running back, one of the best freshman running back in the country, got over 800 yards rushing. We're solid. We lost the first two games to Boise and to South Carolina, and now look at us, one nine straight, headed to the SEC championship game in two weeks.
2: You already got you, you. So you already got you guys winning the game, no doubt about it, and you're there.
3: I got us upset, in LSU, the number one team in the country. Well, first of all, LSU might get upset this week by Arkansas. I take that back.
2: You think LSU gonna get upset by Arkansas now? Ooh, <laughs> that's gonna be a good game. That's that. That's gonna be a good game. It's certain, <laughs> it, it, But hey. one thing we have to say, it appears that. In terms of the rankings, uh, that the SEC has kind of taken over, that, you know who's going to be playing in the national championship this year. There's no doubt about it. I, I thought perhaps maybe that some other teams early in the year might have had a chance, but it looks like the national championship winner is going to come out of the SEC. I mean, is, is there any question in your mind about that?
3: Uh, for the past what five six years, the the SEC champion has won a national champ. Florida has won two. Alabama has won one. LSU has won one. And also, who else won? Auburn. Auburn has won. Yeah, you know. The t- last five years, SEC opponents have won a national champ. You look right now at the SEC West, the number one team, the number two team, also the number three team in the country. The best conference. Hands down.
2: So, does it, does this... Make a case or not make a case for a playoff based upon you know the strength of the SEC. Um, like I said, it looks like no doubt about it that somebody's going to come out of the SEC is going to win a national championship game. Do we need a playoff or, or, or is the system okay? The BCS system as it is today. You happy with that?
3: Well, I'm not happy with the BCS today. You know, a playoff system will work. You know, it could be the same as basketball. You know, the number one seed, play the number 10 seed. I think that'll work where the, the mid major conferences have a chance to play for a title.
2: Now, I know, uh, I know they play a lot of good football down in Texas, and they play a lot of good football in California as well. And I got a gentleman on hold who spent some time in California and Texas. I think we got Mike on the line. Mike, you there?
0: Yeah, I'm here, Ray. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm
2: doing wonderful. We, we, we got uh former Philadelphia Eagle with us, uh, Jeff Owens. And, and, and Jeff is just singing the praise of SEC. Mike, is there anybody else out there that can play football besides the SEC?
0: Well, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, go with my man. You know, the SEC, you know, seems to be the form league for the NFL these, uh, you know, past, you know, recent years. But um out on the West Coast, you know, you got the Morgan Ducks, you know, they got some high-caliber players, too, that's coming through the pipeline. Yeah, they just got upset last week, though, didn't they? Well, you know, that's why they play the game. You yeah. know, you win some, you lose some.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm thinking about the SEC. And, I, you know, you got to be honest. When you look at the talent, there's a lot of talent that's coming through SEC. But you're down there through the SEC. You're down there in, in, in Texas. I know, uh, Mike, you spent some time down there working with the young men down there. Uh, is the talent coming out of Texas? um equivalent to the talent that's coming from let, let, let's say the uh the southeast part of the country where uh SEC is
0: I'll say that it is um I think it's a marketing thing uh, you know when it comes to Texas because you know the pundits and ESPN and all the sports gurus you know they seem to just concentrate on the athletes you know in the uh south in the SEC conference and Which is good, but, you know, we also have, you know, super athletes coming out of Texas, too. You know, I'm from a little town called Orange, Texas, and, you know, we got three-time Super Bowl winner, you know, um, NFL Hall of Famers. I mean, you know, Texas is football.
2: Well, I can tell you this. I, I'm happy about Texas because the University of Texas put out Vince Young, and Vince Young helped my Philadelphia Eagles win. And I, and like I said, I know you spent some time down there in in, in Dallas, and uh, in, in Texas, close to Dallas, Tony Romo and the Dallas Cowboys. Can they can they win the NFC
0: East? I'm not convinced. You know, I'm gonna be very honest with you. And you know, it's the small things that that wins football games, especially in the NFL. And Calling a timeout when you don't have any timeouts, you know, that's letting me know that, you know, Tony Head is not totally in the game, you know, and if Shanna Head wouldn't have beat him to the punch, you know, that would have been a penalty on the Cowboys.
2: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people kind of let that go. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that the pundits didn't harp on that more and more and more because you're exactly right. At that particular time, your head's supposed to, be, I mean, that's a Chris Weber move, you know, your head's supposed to be in the game and there's no way in the world you call that timeout. Now, I don't, you know, it's been, I've been out of the game a little while, so I don't know what the rules are. Jeff, you might be able to help me on this one. Was it just going to be a five yard penalty if he would have called that extra, uh, timeout and when they didn't have it? Or uh, I mean, you can't lose it down in that that particular yeah. situation. So
0: it just would have been a five-year opportunity. But like I say, crucial moments, you know. Yeah, a crucial it moment. Just, you know, I mean, start start come on, man. You plan. know, those kind of minimal mistakes. You know, I mean, coming in the playoffs, you can't have those kind of minimal mistakes because uh, either you win or lose. Minimal on small mistakes. minimal mistakes like that, which in the playoffs is. Montemino and i guarantee you the pundits will be
2: all over then yeah no doubt about it that that five yards in the national football league could make a difference in terms of making it or or missing a field goal no doubt about it and so i i, I tell you this i i don't know why they gave him a break on that one probably perhaps maybe because they they won the game but i'll tell you what if, if it would have made a difference and and they would have lost the game they, they definitely would have been been all over him um I know De- I know Dion gave him a break <laughs> because I believe I gave because, a break. because they won but uh but we'll see what happens but uh hey guys I tell you what it's been good to have you hey Mike I'm, I'm sorry you just caught us at the end of the show
0: no I know I know but um you know it'll be other times
2: be sure to be sure to check back with us you can catch us Every Tuesday here live on Voice America at uh, four o'clock Pacific. I'm sorry, one o'clock Pacific and four o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Jeff, hey man, I appreciate it, man. Let's let's hope these Eagles continue to win and uh look forward to you starting your show soon. Jeff, you wanna tell people real quickly about when your show starts and and of course when they can listen.
3: Oh yeah, the Jeff Force Radio Show starting soon, uh December sixth. Uh, my co host, U G A Great, Tasha Humphreys, uh WNBA player, uh, also played on the USA team, won a gold medal. So, you know, we we, we bringing it live from the Southeast, Southeast sports. Well, so, We're s- talk Georgia football.
2: Certainly appreciate that. Hey, guys, thanks for calling in. Hey, everybody out there, have a happy gobble-gobble day. Uh, you've been listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time.